0: Today, a top Russian general lashes out at his bosses in the latest turmoil to hit the country's
1: military. It's not just China catching heat over the hack of US government emails. And what's it like to run with the bulls? We take you behind the scenes with a Reuters
0: photographer in Pamplona. It's Friday, July 14th. This is Reuters World News with everything you need to know from the front lines in 10 minutes, every weekday. I'm Kim Vinell in London. And
1: I'm Carmel Crimmins in Dublin.
0: We start with the top headlines from around the world. New reporting out of Russia reveals that days after an aborted mutiny, President Vladimir Putin met with Wagner mercenaries and said they could keep fighting. But he suggested they push their boss, Yevgeny Prigozhin, aside. Russian newspaper Commerçant published the report of the meeting. Speaking in Helsinki, US President Joe Biden quipped, the mercenary boss should be on high alert.
2: If I were here, I'd be careful what I ate. I'd be uh, keeping my eye on my menu. But all kidding aside, I, I, who knows? I don't know, I don't think any of us know for certain what the future of Fregosian is in Russia.
0: For the first time in 63 years, both actors and writers are on strike in Hollywood. Union president Fran Drescher had harsh words for studios and entertainment bosses.
1: We are being victimized by a very greedy entity. How they plead poverty, that they're losing money left and right when giving hundreds of millions of dollars to their CEOs. It is disgusting. The
0: trade association representing some streamers and studios said it was deeply disappointed the union walked away from negotiations. A mass grave with the bodies of at least 87 people has been uncovered in Darfur. The United Nations said they were most likely killed by the paramilitary Rapid Support Group. Kareem Khan, the top prosecutor with the International Criminal Court, said urgent action was needed.
3: We are, by any analysis, not on the precipice of a human catastrophe, but in the very midst of one. It is occurring.
1: A World Health Organization agency has declared aspartame, one of the world's most popular sweeteners, a possible cause of cancer. The Food and Drug Administration in the US immediately protested the finding and another WHO committee said it's still safe to consume.
0: A transgender woman made history when she was crowned Miss Netherlands. Now, 22-year-old Ricky Valerie Cole says she's been receiving daily hate mail. Now everyone is backlashing me and
4: putting me down, only for the person I want to be. I- Just Ricky and I want to show the world Ricky and, of course, my trans story.
0: Coley will go on to participate in Miss Universe later this year. All right, let's talk markets now. Carmel, what's happening this morning?
1: So second quarter earnings season is going to kick off later today with the major U.S. banks. So we have JP Morgan, Citigroup, Wells Fargo all reporting and their outlooks are going to be scrutinized for clues about the health of the U.S. consumer. You know, are defaults rising? Is loan demand still out there? Now, credit quality has been very good, but there are expectations that default risks on credit cards and on personal loans will rise. And office loans have been a weak spot because we've seen property values fall and some borrowers default. But big picture, The banks overall are expected to do well because rising interest rates mean they can charge more for their loans. A Russian general says he was
0: fired for telling military leadership about the dire situation at the front in Ukraine. In a leaked audio message, Major General Ivan Popov says top military brass betrayed soldiers fighting in Ukraine. The audio, which was sent to Popov's battalion, was released by Russian lawmaker Andrei Gerulyov. Reuters was unable to verify its authenticity. Andrew Osborne is in Moscow. Andrew, first, if you could tell us, what is Popov saying here on the recording?
3: So what he said was that he was faced with a choice either to tell his superiors what he thought they wanted to hear, and be a coward or to tell them the hard truth and to explain all of the kind of problems that he and his men are facing and he chose the harder path and uh, told them that there were serious problems, serious losses, they didn't have enough of the right equipment that they needed, that they didn't have good enough reconnaissance of Ukrainian artillery, they didn't have enough countermeasures essentially.
0: Such criticism of Russia's military leadership just weeks after the failed Wagner mutiny could reflect major discontent within the military, right?
3: Yeah, it's very unusual that we get any kind of insight into this level of discontent within the senior ranks of the Russian military. Before we were always talking about the Wagner mercenary group and they were the ones who were complaining about the top brass, about the purported lack of competent leadership, etc., etc. What's different about this particular episode with this guy, Major General Ivan Popov, is that he's a regular army guy. He's well respected. He's the commander of one of Russia's most storied armies, the 58th army, which saw action in Chechnya, which saw action in Georgia, which is now in Ukraine. And he's saying that actually these problems spread into the regular army. So that's what's new. That's what's different. <laughs>
1: Secretary of State Anthony Blinken made clear to his China counterpart that the US would hold hackers accountable for breaking into government emails, including those belonging to Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo. But it's not just China coming under scrutiny. Cybersecurity reporter Raphael Sater in Washington, DC, is covering the fallout. Raphael, at this point, what do we know about what China had
4: access to? We don't really know the scope of the breach. Microsoft's blog post talks about 25 organizations. And so far, we are aware publicly really of only two of them. One is the Commerce Department and then the other one is the State Department.
1: How might this affect the already strained relationship between the two countries? You know, it's hard
4: to know, in part because... Every country in the world has an espionage program, every country spies, and almost every country has a cyber espionage program, which means that every country carries out hacking. I don't believe that this really moves the dial much one way or the other.
1: You wrote about how one upshot to all this is an increased scrutiny, not on China, but Microsoft.
4: Yeah, one of the things that I think is going to come out of this is increasing scrutiny of Microsoft itself. Uh, So a lot of organizations and individuals and, and in fact, governments have increasingly, instead of running their own email servers and their own IT security, they've outsourced a lot of that to tech giants, including Microsoft. And that's been very lucrative for Microsoft. But now Microsoft has some questions to answer, which is among them, you are sitting on all of these sensitive government communications. What are you doing to keep them safe? And are you doing enough enough to keep them safe? And we're already starting to see some lawmakers and indeed US government officials beginning to ask that question.
0: To Spain now, for the running of the bulls. This year's San Fermín Festival wraps up today. The bull run, in which runners race through a half-mile course chased by fighting bulls and steers, is not without risk. On Thursday, five runners were injured, one of them gored in the leg. What's it like to cover this dangerous event? Our very own Susanna Beda is from Pamplona and has been photographing it for nearly two decades. Susanna, what's going through your mind when you're making these images?
2: Well, more than one thing, actually. Number one, you want to be where the action happens and you're never going to know where that's going to happen. I know it sounds terrible, but that's usually going to be in the areas within the route where there's more possibility of danger. That usually happens in places like what we call La Curva, where the bulls have to make a sharp turn to get into a stafeta street. And you can see the bulls up close and uh, you can even smell the bulls. I've been very lucky in all these years that I've been photographing it because I have only been knocked down once. Safety is another concern, obviously. If you're photographing from balconies, which is usually what you need to do along the route, which is Estafeta Street, then you're going to be much safer.
0: The event is not without controversy. It's been heavily criticised by animal rights activists. What's the worst thing you've ever photographed?
2: Uh, there has been only one time in all these years when I actually got to photograph a gorin right in front of me. It almost felt like the whole world stopped. Everything turned into slow motion. My emotions were concentrating on, on making sure that I wouldn't miss the shot. But then at the same time, I was also very aware of, of the screams of the people from the balconies, you know, that were also witness uh, to what was going on. Luckily, the uh, runner was able to recover from that goring, but it was pretty tough. And I remember it very, very vividly.
0: That's all we have for today's episode of Reuters World News.
1: To make sure you know what's going on in the world, listen in every weekday and don't forget to subscribe on your favourite podcast player or download the Reuters app.